Floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Happy New Year's, everybody. It is the season to renew your home improvement pledge, to take that home improvement resolution. We know there's a project that you want to get done around your house, and we pledge to help you do just that. Well, you know, sticking to those New Year's resolutions, though, they can be a little tricky, especially if they involve, say, losing weight. (laughs) I say that the resolutions for your house are a lot easier to tackle, and we can certainly help you do just that. Well, I can certainly find less excuses to not do work on my house, (laughs) that's for sure. And while we see merchants this time of year in this economy are not accepting returns that they usually would after the holidays. Usually you'd be like, man, I don't want this. No problem. Here's a store credit. Not so much in this economy. We're going to tell you what you need to know to make sure that you aren't stuck with a gift that you don't need or actually can't use. And after all of that holiday cooking and all of those trips by family and friends to the bathroom, perhaps you've been considering one more improvement to that space, a bathroom fan. Gross, Tom. <laughs> Not only do they keep moisture down, they help clear the air in there, too. <laughs> and if you install it right, it will actually do that. We're going to share some tips on how to get that project done in just a bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I might as well just jump right off the ship, go right for it, get it out there. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're and gonna you know fix what? that. If you vent it into the attic, you're going to get stuck with a very moist and very stinky attic space. (laughs) All right, folks. Well, we want to start off some lucky listeners' kitchen renovation this hour. We're giving away a brushed stainless steel sink from Blanco. You guys know I'm a fan of Blanco. It's worth 300 bucks. so call us right now. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT. Let's get right to those phones, 888-666-3974. For the first home improvement solution of the year, Leslie, who's up? John in Connecticut needs some help in the bathroom. What can we do for you? Oh, I'm sorry. My husband had to leave, and it's me now on the okay. phone. Okay, what's your name? <laughs> what? He has no patience. Um, <laughs> that probably is what's wrong with the toilet. <laughs> well, the toilet... Uh, runs it unless you jiggle it, jiggle the little handle, mm-hmm. and we can't seem to get it, it, any, it fixed anywhere. The, maybe the, it's old and the parts aren't available, but is there something that we can do besides uh, getting a new one? Um, yes. Now, you say the parts are not available anywhere. Have you tried uh, the Fluid Master website? Fluid Master. Yeah, no. Fluid Master is, uh, is a good brand. They make uh, toilet uh, guts, essentially, for almost any fixture. Uh, in the country, what's happening is you need a new fill and flush valve, which are easily replaceable. And, and inexpensive, uh, too. And inexpensive, and not a difficult project, either. I mean, if uh, if your husband is a bit handy, he could probably do it himself. Yeah, he is. He, he can do it, probably. So it's a fill impatient, and flush valve. Impatient, but handy. Fill and flush valve. Okay, so it's a fill and flush valve, and I can get it online at fluidmaster.com. Fluidmaster.com, where it's all, they're also sold at hardware stores and home centers all over, all over the place. Great. Okay. Well, thank you very much. This is something that we've been working, you know, t- talking about and never getting fixed. All mm-hmm. right. Well, tell John he should have stayed on the phone because now he's got a project to do. I know. See? <laughs> all right, Ann. Have a good day. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Gary in Missouri is dealing with a dusty heating system. What can we help you with? We are trying to put in an air purification system. Okay. In reference to maybe 3,000 square foot. Mm-hmm. Upstairs, 1,800. Uh, bottom stairs, of course, or bottom would be uh, 1,200. 
Okay. Our furnace is in the corner of the house. Do we put one on the furnace, or we just go with the ones that are for individual rooms? Oh, no question about it. You go for the furnace. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you've got a built-in distribution system there. It doesn't matter that it's in the corner of the house. It's connected by, by a duct system to the entire house. So you never want to use a space, uh, a, a, a portable air cleaner. You want to put one that's centrally installed that works for the entire house. Now, do you have one heating system for the entire house, or do you have two zones? We, we have one heating system, uh, propane, and then uh, we heat with wood, wood stove outside. Okay, so do you have a forced air system? Yes. So it's a wood it's a wood furnace then. Uh-huh. Okay. No, the furnace is propane. The I'm furnace sorry. is propane. So do you use the propane for your heat or do you use the wood stove for your heat or both? We can use both if we choose. Okay. Well, we- the best the best thing here is to use the propane furnace. Install the electronic air cleaner into that. And then when you want to, you know, make sure you run the furnace when you want to run the air cleaner or just run the fan. Mhm. Yeah, you don't have to have the heat on to run the air purifier you can run the fan this way it works you know all year round you can put it on i know april air has the model 5000 and i think their fancy um the thermostat if you will or the gauge that'll be on your wall um has even a setting where if you're having a party it'll cycle on for a couple of hours beforehand you know extra to make sure that it's really doing a good job of cleaning mm-hmm. out the air and what's so important you know the difference between the portable and the one that's installed into your furnace is the portable one, imagine all the air in that room has to sort of circulate past that unit to actually get cleaned. And you know what? It's not going to. You're not going to get the air from the other side of the room all the way over to that unit. You would essentially need four, in, you know, one in each corner and one in the center to do the job that the whole house air cleaner would. It's m- much more efficient to use a whole house system. Okay, Gary? That's great to know. I, all right. I, I appreciate that very much. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Happy New Year, everybody. All right. Welcome 2010, if you can believe it. My goodness. And I bet you have 2010 things on your to-do list. So let us give you a hand with that 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Just give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Now, if one of your 2010 resolutions is to lose 20 pounds, forget it. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> However, we're going to give you a New Year's resolution for your home. That's a heck of a lot easier to keep. We'll tell you how next. You're in a money pit. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where home solutions live. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you should be part of the Money Pit. So go over to your phone, pick it up, give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT. We've got a great prize, especially if you are tackling a kitchen makeover. We're giving away this hour to one lucky caller who gets on the air with us, a sink from Blanco. Now, this is their Stellar line, and it's an 18-gauge stainless steel sink, and it's in a refined brush finish. It's worth 300 bucks. It's a fantastic sink. I've got one myself. I've had it for six years. It still looks awesome. If you want to check out what they look like, head on over to BlancoAmerica.com for more information. And again, one lucky caller is going to win this prize. So give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. And we know that by now you feel like you've been on a weekend holiday spree that's lasted about 10 days. <laughs> but it's all going to be over uh, come next week, and you might be at the point of time when you're thinking about those New Year's resolutions. And if you're afraid 
you won't stick to them, you're probably right. However, <laughs> we've got an easier one. If you want to lose weight, why not put your house on a diet? You know, uh, it's a good time to think about decluttering rooms and closets. You can easily drop 20 pounds just by moving one thing. How about that? You can tell all your friends <laughs> and your family, hey, I dropped 20 pounds on my foot if you're not careful. <laughs> But uh, that's an easy way to do that. You know, uh, another thing that's a good thing to do right now is to have your HVAC system evaluated because even though the heating system's been working and chugging along, if it wasn't tuned up in the last three months, it's probably wasting energy because these things will still come on and uh, heat your house even though they're doing so inefficiently. So put that on your home improvement New Year's resolutions list. And with a little bit of resolve, you'll probably start the year off just right. Well, for this month anyway. Exactly. 888-666-3974. Oh, and by the way, if, mm-hmm. you are, if you continue to be motivated to do these sort of quick, easy projects, we've got a great article called January Weekend Projects online right now at moneypit.com. Let's get back to the phones. Leslie, who's next? All right. Next up, we've got Rick in Delaware, who's dealing with some stains on the roof. Tell us about them. I was told they're algae stains or black stains, the little stains that you see on rooftops. Yep. Yeah. Um... I've got some information on uh, different ways to get rid of it. Okay. Uh, I, wanted your, I wanted your opinion. I was sure. told zinc, um, some kind of zinc strips or copper strips. Would yep. that be right? Mm-hmm. That's correct. Um, but that's only part of the solution. Uh, what you want to do first is you want to treat it with a mildecide. You can get a commercially available mildecide at any home improvement store or hardware store. Uh, sometimes they're sold as siding wash or deck wash, and that's going to treat... Uh, the plant growth itself that's causing this. You apply the mildecide, let it soak for a little bit, maybe get up there with a broom if you can walk on it and abrade it, rinse it off, and and after the roof is clean, then you can add uh, zinc strips or copper strips, perhaps across the ridge vent. And the reason you're putting that there is because as the rainwater hits it, it releases some zinc, it releases some copper into the rainwater, it washes down the roof, and that acts as a mildecide as well and keeps it clean for the long run. That's why sometimes when you look up at a roof, that has a chimney and, say, copper flashing or zinc flashing, you'll see, like, white streaks under it. That's the effect of the water hitting the flashing and washing down over that roof. It'll clean that spot. Uh, I see. Yeah, you're right, because I do have copper around my chimney. Yep, and that's what's going on. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Gloria in Illinois is doing some work to her 1960s house in the kitchen. What can we help you with? Yes. Uh, number one, I love your program. I think you're both just great. Thanks, Thank you Gloria. very much. You obviously don't know us very well. <laughs> yes, I do. I've been listening a long time. Okay, I how can we help you? I want to know if I can put an identical countertop over one in good condition just to change color. Sure. Like you want to put a new laminate down, you want to paint what you've got, you want to keep the same shape. Yeah. All of it. All of it's identical. Just change the color. I want to put a new one over the old one. Can you do that without tearing out the old one? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you're looking to relaminate, you're right. The approach is fantastically simple. You can have a pro do it. It's something that if you've got the right tools, you can do yourself. Laminates are available. There's several companies for mica, Wilson Art. Um, I mean, there's a ton if you search them out online or even just go to, you know, a, a kitchen showroom and you can get sheets of the laminate. And what you would do is you would use contact cement and you would put it on both surfaces, the existing countertop and the backside of the new laminate and then you let it sort of get tacky 
and then you place the new one on top of the old one. And I've done this before where you sometimes, you know, once everything gets tacky, you can put little dowels in between the two to sort of roll them out to make sure that they, you know, stick in the right spot. Because once that contact cement gets in, you know, contact with each other, it is super stuck. So that's one way to do it. There's also a new product out from Rust-Oleum, which is called Countertop Colors. And usually I wouldn't say paint a kitchen countertop, but Rust-Oleum makes fantastic products that adhere really well and are super durable. And they offer, I think it's 16 different colors on a painting process that you can paint over your existing countertop, you know, just as a temporary fix or a a permanent change for a while until you decide if you want to change the material or you find the laminate that you love. And it's an inexpensive kit. And it's an easy thing to do. Mm -hmm. I got to tell you, Lori, while I commend the idea of relaminating the top, it is a lot of work because let's face it, you asked, can you do this without removing the top? Well, you can, but it's really tricky. And frankly, you absolutely have to remove the sink. Mm -hmm. So you got to disconnect the the plumbing and the faucets. And by the time you do all that, you're about a half a dozen screws away from pulling the whole top, which is the easiest way to do this. So if you want to just change the color, you might want to try that Rust-Oleum paint product, which is great. If you want to laminate it, you're going to have to go all the way and probably take it off because you'll find that it's just easier to work around. Because remember, even when you put the, the laminate down, you're going to have to trim it to make it all fit. And it's just easier when that's not on the wall. You know, Gloria, when you go to apply the new laminate, remember you're going to have to plunge cut with, say, a router, you know, to, to cut out where the sink is going to go. This way you end up with no seams on a long run of your countertop. Um, there's also a new product from a company called Modern Master and they've put out a kit that looks like granite. Now, that's a little bit more on the pricey end. I think that guy's like $250 for the kit, but yeah, it really like does look like granite. So there's some options if you are if you want to try something that you hadn't thought about. Gloria, I hope that helps you out. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Bill in Texas has a leak in the foyer. What's going on? Tell us about the problem. Oh, uh, I built my slab was poured in 1980. And in the foyer... We, at the same time they poured the slab, they poured a, I guess, a sunken flower holder. And water seeps up through it, through the yeah. bottom. Okay. Now, it's coming in where, where they put the two bys around, mm-hmm. edgeways to put the farm to. Yeah, they formed it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when you have an excessive amount of water and it collects on the outside of this area... Uh, what happens is it's going to puddle, it's going to saturate into the co- into the concrete. Concrete's very hydroscopic, it means it soaks the water up like crazy. And so it's drawing into the concrete and ponding inside your house and your foyer area. So what you need to do is look at the drainage situations outside this area. Uh, you want to make sure you've got a gutter collecting water that comes off the roof. You also want to make sure that the soil around the house has a clear path to drain away. So in other words, it can't be boxed in by bushes or brick edging or railroad ties or landscaped beds or anything like that. You want it to slope clear, clean away from the wall. The way you're going to stop this is not by putting stuff on the concrete to try to seal it like a boat. The way you're going to stop this is by stopping the water from getting there in the first place. So this is a water management problem that you need to solve. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Catherine in Oregon is doing some work on the bathroom. How can we help you today? Yes, we're having um, a, a friendly difference of opinion on how to place <laughs> or where to place mirrors. Not okay. nicely put. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, we tiled 
of the countertops, and then the and we have a backsplash that is also tiled. And on top of the black backsplash, there is like a three quarter inch um, wood molding. Right. My husband and son would like to set the mirrors just right on top of that molding. Mm-hmm. And my opinion is that they should go above. How big are the mirrors? What are the dimensions? And how tall are your family members? Uh, they're about five foot. Five foot eight is the tallest. Uh, the mirrors are twenty four by thirty six inches. I I don't see any by thirty six. Yeah, I don't see any purpose for putting it directly on top of the molding. I think aesthetically, that's not going to look so fantastic. Right. Okay. Um, I would probably give somewhere between a three to six inch gap because you're dealing with a three foot tall mirror, and that'll put your face somewhere in the middle of the mirror. You know, it makes sense for the layout. Okay. But I don't think aesthetically there is a reason. You know, if it's a ginormous mirror and the only way to you know get it because it's not going to fit in the ceiling is to have it sit on that molding, then all right, I could understand it. But otherwise, I feel like it's weird. Now, are you adding any additional lighting? Where where um, the old lighting was a swag light that had just a, an outlet in the middle of that of that sink area or the mm-hmm. the wall area, and I think what we're going to to do is put a uh, a bar light. Right. So I think that there'll be you know room. We haven't purchased it yet, but. Should we maybe purchase that first before we place our mirrors? I think that that would be a good idea because this way you can get it just right in between the two. Because once you set that mirror, you don't want to have to do it again. And I don't know if I would go with a single bar light in between the two mirrors, Catherine. I feel like you're going to end up with some dark spots. And, you know, when you're dealing with a bath, you want proper lighting for shaving, for makeup application. And then, of course, you want the ability to use a dimmer to have, you know, softer lighting if you want to take a relaxing bath. But I feel like... With double mirrors, it's either a good idea to do three fixtures, like sconces, one on either side outside of the mirrors and then one in the center, or two individual bar lights above each of the mirrors with down lighting, because you want to be able to see what you're doing. And then I might go with like a hi-hat or two in the ceiling just to give me, you know, more light that's not so much task lighting. This way the fixtures get to be decorative, but then you have an appropriate amount of light. Well, that's very interesting. I hadn't considered that, so I'm very glad I called. All right, Catherine, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, are mold and mildew taking over your bathroom? Find out how to make it go away for good next. On the Money Pit Radio Show, pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling eight 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 Money. The Money Pit is brought to you by Thermatrue Doors, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Install a new energy-efficient Thermatrue door today and qualify for up to a $1,500 tax credit. To learn more, visit thermatrue.com slash tax credit. Where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Happy New Year, everybody. If you're looking for a project to do this weekend, search moneypit.com for New Year's resolutions for your home. We promise they'll be easier to tackle. 
than losing weight or telling your friend to get lost. Whatever is your resolution, this will be easier. 888-666-3974. Call us right now with your home improvement question. Let's get right back to the phones. Leslie, who's next? Jeff in West Virginia, you've got the money pit. What can we do for you today? I'm looking to buy a home. And I want to know if there's a way to tell if the home has been remodeled or added on to because this home is very nice but it has new siding on it, and it might be hiding where it's been added on to. There's a couple of things that you can do, Jeff. First of all, before you buy a house, you want to make sure you get a professional home inspection because an inspector can discover a lot of that stuff for you. Sometimes there's very subtle things that a pro can Mm -hmm. see that will give you some history. If you want to find a good home inspector, go to the website for the American Society of Home Inspectors. It's ashiashi.org. And put in your zip code, and you can find uh, a bunch of inspectors that way. Then Mm -hmm. interview them and and pick somebody that makes you comfortable. And, Jeff, it's so important to find an inspector this way. Don't go with somebody that the realtor recommends or that the homeowner who's selling the house recommends because you want to be able to get a completely unbiased interpretation of that house. Now, the next thing you can do is you can go down to uh, Town Hall. And you can ask for the building permit file on the home. This is a public record, so anyone can walk in and ask for it. And this way you can investigate whether or not there were permits, especially if it looks pretty clear like there was some recent work done. There ought to be a building permit that was secured before that work was done. There ought to have been inspection. So you can check all that by pulling the permits at, uh, at Town Hall. Well, you might think that there is no way to escape mold and mildew in your bathroom, you know, not with all that moisture that occurs in there, but bath fans go a long way in keeping moist air to a minimum. Well, that's right, but you have to know the size you need and how and when to use one. Let's get that info now from Kevin O'Connor and Tom Silva from TV's This Old House. And Kevin, you know, cleaning mold and mildew can become a thing of the past with the right ventilation correct? You got that right. Nobody likes cleaning mold and mildew in a bathroom, but that job can be made a bit easier if the moisture from a shower or a bathtub is vented out quickly, and you can do that with a properly sized and properly installed bathroom fan. Right. Bathroom fans are very important. It lessens the chance of moisture that can uh, take hold in the bathroom and mildew can grow and mold will grow. And uh, run the fan longer than you take a shower. What I like to do is I like to put a 60-minute timer in a bathroom so that when you get in the bathroom, you turn the fan on, it's going to run for 60 minutes. So when you leave that bathroom, all that warm, moist air is going to be drawn out of the bathroom. And it's very important that you don't vent the bathroom into an attic or through a soffit. That warm, moist air will get collected into the attic under the underside of the cold sheathing and it condenses. It'll also wet the insulation and make it more inefficient. So it's important to get the exhaust outside. Is it true that some building codes don't require a bath fan to be installed if there's a window in the bathroom? Yeah, but that presumes when you get out of the shower, you're going to open up the window in the middle of the winter and let all the cold air in. And more important, you've got to remember to close the window when you leave the bathroom. So a bathroom fan is very, very important. All right. Well, if you need more information, there are several videos about bathroom fans on our website at thisoldhouse.com. Guys, I've got to tell you that that 60-minute timer would not be enough in my house with my teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, Tom. Tom Silva, Kevin O'Connor, thanks for stopping by the Money Pit. My pleasure. Yeah, and you know, speaking of teenagers, they're a noisy bunch. I mean, I've been over Tom's house, and that house is noisy all the time. Well, if you're thinking that a bath fan is going to be noisy like Tom's kids... They really aren't. There are so many new models of bath fans out there that are super duper duper quiet. And you might actually get some peace and quiet from those kids. Yeah, probably not. But uh, (laughs) that's why I keep my headphones around 
room around the house when it gets really, really noisy. What? Well, can't hear you. <laughs> for more great tips, you can watch Kevin and Tommy on TV's This Old House. And This Old House is brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Still ahead, trading in what you don't want for something you can really use. We're going to help you navigate post-holiday returns after this. You live in a body pit. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone and give us a call right now. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. If we talk to you this hour on the program, your name will be tossed in the Money Pit hard hat. And you could win our weekly prize giveaway. We're giving away this hour the Stellar Sink by Blanco America. It's a beautiful stainless steel sink. Maybe it'll start your kitchen renovation project. If you win this, it's worth 300 bucks. So give us a call right now with your home improvement question. We want to hear from you at one eight 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 Money Pit. Boy, that sink. That would have been a super duper Christmas gift to receive. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> But I had to save it for the audience. No, but seriously, it's like, that's a good gift. You know, I feel like every year, once the holidays passed, and you sort of have an opportunity to go over all of the gifts that you've received, and thankfully so. I mean, I'm always happy. I never like to be, you know, looking a gift horse in the mouth. I'm always thankful when somebody thinks of me. But it always happens. I end up not feeling the love for that maybe orange striped crop top sweater that my sister gave me and would have much rather had a power tool that I've been eyeing, say, compressor and Pratt nailer, Tom. <clears throat> you know, um, it was very nice of you to blame your sister for giving you the orange sweater, but really, I should take responsibility for that. <laughs> it's okay. My feelings aren't hurt. Well, you know, I'm sorry I didn't <laughs> like it. But seriously, what do you do? I mean, you're at a point now where you've got a stack of things perhaps that you don't like and you want to return them. Well, in this economy, it can it's be tough. kind of... Yeah, it can be kind of tricky. People aren't taking things back as easily as they used to. So we've got some tips that we want to share to make your return transaction a lot smoother. First of all, the sooner the better. You decide right away you don't like it, take it back. Because most stores will be most forgiving these few weeks right after Christmas. And if you don't happen to have a receipt, make sure you don't cut the tags or anything associated with where it was purchased, what it is from that item. And if there's any packaging, bring it with it. Because if you don't bring the packaging back, chances are they're not going to take it back. And it's also important to hang on to that sales slip and be sure to check the return policy that's usually printed on it. Try on the back because that's usually where it is. Now, things like clothing that comes from department and discount stores, they tend to offer the longest grace periods while electronics and appliance chains have the typically shortest returns. Mm -hmm. Some of these stores, when you walk out the st- walk out the door sorry we got your money you got our stuff that's it have a nice life uh however right now you may want to be real patient because there's tough rules on open packages and restocking fees if you be persistent though and polite that's going to maximize the chance that some of these stores will take back some of those products and then you can go out and buy the hand tools we know you really wanted to have 888-666-3974 give us a call right now with your home improvement question let's get back to the phones All right, now we've got Terry in Mississippi who's got a 1920s house and is looking to modernize the bath with River Rock. How can we help with the project? Well, I wanted to know if it was feasible. What do you use to hold it down? And do you grout it? Hmm. I've used River Rock on an exterior application. I did it in sort of a covered walkway up to a house in Florida. It's beautiful. Is your bath sort of um, like an open shower? Does it have a spa-like feeling, or are we talking about a half bath off a kitchen? No, it's a full bath, but it's a very, very old house, and we're having the problem of 
um, not being able to use like ceramic tile or travertine or anything because it's so unlevel, and we've tried to level it, and the house is still sinking, evidently. Oh, um, so it's still moving. Yes, it's still moving after all of these years. Most old houses have uneven floors, and the solution to that is the same solution that they've been using for, you know, probably close to 100 years, and that's the mud floor, where you pour a um, thin layer of concrete about an inch thick. To it's even out called, the space. That's right, and it's a, it's a mud floor or a mortar floor, and that's reinforced with woven wire mesh, which helps it uh, absorb a little bit of the movement in the house. And that makes it perfectly flat. That's why sometimes bathrooms have a little bit of a higher saddle. That's when why you my walk kitchen is two inches higher than yeah, the rest of the house. Uh-huh. So that's an opportunity for you if you want to do that. Of course, River Rock's an option as well. It's kind of cool. But, you know, it has certain areas where it fits well and other, where, other areas where it doesn't. Now, Tom, when you're doing a mud floor as mm-hmm. your base for tile, yes. do you use that as your mastic or do you let that set and then put a tile adhesive on top no, of that? No, you let that set and dry, be completely dry, and then you use a, a thin set adhesive on top of that and then it adheres it to the mud floor. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, it's a lifetime floor where you do it, you do it right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's gorgeous. And Terry, the River Rock, I mean, it's beautiful. You can purchase it from a variety of vendors. I've seen it at home centers. I've seen it online. I think when I got it, I bought it online because this was a few years back before it was kind of, you know, a mainstay in the trend. Well, I'm going to do it. Everyone thought I was crazy. It's but, gorgeous. You know, I moved to this small town a few years ago and because I like the, the, the land. And I found this old house, and I've been working on it for years, but that, I think that would be beautiful. Well, go with your gut, uh, Terry. You'll definitely be the talk of the town. <laughs> I already am. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. Terry, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. John in Kentucky needs some help with a garage door. Tell us about the problem. I'm calling about my uh, garage door. I've got a house that's 40 years old, and okay. you know, I think the garage door is the same age. It's a wood, and the house is settled on the corners uh, of the driveway, and now I'm starting to get gaps and not only that, part of the garage door is rotten at the bottom. Hmm. Okay. And I'm worried because uh, the gaps are getting big enough where our little dog Buster, he can get through it. And also, other critters can get in, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we don't really want to pay a lot of money right now to replace it. So, I was wanting to know what we could do to fix it, to make a, a stopgap measure. And then also, I don't know anything about garage doors. Well, a wooden door is, you know, your traditional garage door, and they are very durable. They also happen to be very, very heavy. Um, The good news is in your situation that you probably have a fairly wide and thick bottom rail to that door, which actually can be cut to the shape of the now settled garage floor. If you were to take, um, say, a block of wood... And there's enough sort of on the top to allow for this new part to come down? Yeah, because we're only going to take a little bit off. Basically, you're only going to take off as much wood from the high side as the gap on the low side, if, you, if that makes sense to you. Right. Okay. You can take a, 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 um, like a compass, and you can scribe it by holding like the metal part of the compass against the floor and drawing a straight line across the door. What will happen is that compass will follow the angle of the floor and transcribe the line up on the door, and that would be the cut line. So you only want to take off enough to level it out. And you could probably do it with a jigsaw and the, and the door kind of half in the air, sort of blocked open. Okay, really? Then, so a jigsaw would do it? Sure. And then what you want to do is, you know, sand it and smooth it all out. You're going to add some new weather stripping to the whole bottom edge of that door. And that should work really well. It'll come down, it'll be nice and tight, and it'll seal, seal it up. Okay, great. Well, thank you all for your time. I, I really appreciate it. You're welcome, John. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. 
You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Happy New Year, everybody. All right, welcome, Baby New Year 2010. Up next, we are going to help one listener who's facing a dishwasher dilemma. Why is there standing water in the bottom, and how the heck can we get rid of it? We're going to share the information when we come back. On the Money Pit Radio Show. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com, your source for the solution to your home improvement resolutions. Easier to do than losing weight or balancing checkbook (laughs) and guaranteed that you have us to help you every step of the way. I'm Tom Kreitler. (laughs) And I'm Leslie Segretti. And if you want to be with us every step of the way, why not follow us on Facebook? If you're not a member or you're not a fan yet, there's a really super simple way to do it. Just text FAN THE MONEY PIT to fbook at 32665. It's really simple and you can do it right from your cell phone and you will be instantly added as a fan of the Money Pit. Of course, you've got to pay those standard text messaging charges, but you know, you know what they are from your company, especially if you've got teens like Tom. Yeah, who we went for the unlimited addicts. plan after the first texting bill came in. And I bet your daughter is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, well, while you're online, if you want to email us a question, you can do so by clicking on the Ask Tom and Leslie icon at themoneypit.com. All right, here we go. We've got one from Kay in New York who writes, My dishwasher always has a small amount of water left in the bottom at the end of a wash cycle. Any tips on how to fix this? Well, typically, most dishwashers do have a small amount of water, so I'm kind of wondering how much you consider a small amount. Now, if it's just a little bit in the resist area of the bottom of the dishwasher, I wouldn't worry about it. However, if you ever get the full bottom of the dishwasher that fills with water, that's usually because the float is stuck in the up position. There's a little float in the bottom of every dishwasher. Like in the toilet? Yeah, kind of like that. Except this one is sort of like a little cone. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you grab it with your hand, it'll move up and down. And I find that if it happens and you move it up and down and you spin it a couple of times and maybe even hit it with the uh, sprayer on the kitchen sink, you'll flush out the stuff that gets stuck inside of it. That's keeping it up. You know, it'll do what it's supposed to do, go down, and it'll stop, you know, stop the water from filling up that space. All right. I hope that helps, Kay. Next up, we've got one from Carol in Philadelphia who writes, I have a green substance forming on an outside brick wall below the roof at every spot where the roof metal flashings meet. I had the flat roof recoded and new flashings done 18 months ago. A new roofer has said that there was no fabric installed by the prior roofer along this parapet wall and that there were cracks and openings in the parapet wall area. He does not know what is causing this green slime on my brick wall below, which is getting worse. Do you have any ideas? If you've got a leak, or perhaps even not, because the brick wall is going to hold so much water, then it's going to sort of exfoliate right back out. You know, we get calls all the time about mineral deposits and things like that that show up inside walls. You can have this wet brick wall. If this is a shady side of your house, which you probably have forming there is moss because you get, you know, seeds and spores that, that attach to the wall. And it's a nice damp surface, and if it's uh, especially if you've got a little bit of a roof leak above it that's feeding it, it's probably moss. So here's what I would do. Number one, 
Um, I would check the roof flashings because if you do have some cracks and if it's not flashed right, then it's going to get worse. Secondly, I would clean off what you have. You would treat it with a bleach solution, then you would pressure wash it. And thirdly, take a look at the uh, shade situation around the house. And if you can cut back a few branches, a little more light, a little more light on that wall, that's the best uh, natural mildicide out is the sunshine. If you let it get there, uh, then it'll stop that. All right, Sally in Michigan is looking for a way to get hot water to their kitchen sink, which is a long way from the water heater, faster. Uh, tankless water heater, good option. They're small. They fit in closets. Because it's a shorter run, Sally, uh, you won't have to wait nearly as long. Most people will put two in, one on the second floor near the bathroom, and then one uh, down at the first floor for, say, the kitchen and the washing machine. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, Sally, that's a really good option. And a lot of those water heaters would qualify for the federal energy tax credit. So take a look while you're shopping around. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. Hope that you had a wonderful holiday season and that you are ready to set forth and work on your Money Pit in the coming year. Let us come along. Let us help you because we are in the Money Pit Prevention business. We will do the project together. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. 